When I was little, flocks of birds seemed to avoid our beach. I couldn't really blame them. Some days it seemed there was more trash than sand. As I grew up though, I went to other beaches and saw lots of birds. I'm not sure why I didn't realize it sooner, but I realized that my beach didn't have to be filled with trash. I started picking up trash, but it seemed to always reappear. I knew I needed to help to clean my beach. I didn't have to do this by myself. I set up flyers and organized beach cleanup days with my friends. Some people didn't get why I was spending my time cleaning, but that's okay. Some humans may not get it, but I know I've made one small difference. Just ask the flock of birds that came back. The good news is you too can make a difference like I did. We can accomplish and have accomplished amazing things by banding together and taking action. Little actions lead to big change, especially when many people take them. Your individual superpower is your ability to make a difference. Keep listening and we'll reveal some action-oriented steps you can take to make change. It's time for your trip to the beach. You've been looking forward to tanning in the sun, surfing on the waves, and relaxing. You weren't the only one who's been looking forward to your vacation. In 44 countries around the world, tourism makes up 15% or more of their total employment. It was estimated that in 2018, tourism contributed to 319 million jobs around the world. But when you get to your beach, it's not what you're expecting. Crabs dodge plastic, silvery fish swim alongside water bottles, and children find pieces of trash along with their seashells. While you're disappointed by your long-expected vacation, whole economies are in danger. Tourism-based economies are volatile for many reasons, including their heightened susceptibility to climate change and pollution. Pollution and tourism work hand in hand. In most places, the plastic is due to the tourism. People come in, disregard the environment, use an excess of single-use plastics, and leave. In fact, litter increases by 40% in the Mediterranean during tourist season. This not only harms the ecosystem, it also impacts human life. The future of these beaches rests in our hand. We have the power to save them. For people who have jobs that depend on tourism, Clean beaches that people want to visit are critical to their livelihood. We often think of plastic as something that benefits humans and hurts the environment, but it does more than that. We are connected to the environment in too many ways to see ourselves as separate. Not all plastic is bad, but an excess amount can be harmful. Reducing that excess also means helping ourselves. Okay, let's talk about plastic. Plastic comes in many forms and all sizes. There are the plastics you see every day and the plastics you don't. Why do I need to know about both? Because both impact you. Even the ones I can't see? Especially the ones you can't see. Huh? We'll get to that in a second. Just about everyone knows about the general plastics we see on a daily basis. They include water bottles, plastic cutlery, dishes, bags, and even more. The list is extensive. Yeah, I picked up some plastic off the ground today. Yeah, and that's not even all of it. What do you mean? It's true that there are plastics on the ground, and it's awesome that you picked it up. However, it's also true that there are plastics you can't see easily. What? It's called microplastic. Micro what? Microplastic. Let me guess. Teeny tiny bits of plastic in everything? Well, not everything, but yes. There is a lot of teeny tiny pieces of plastic, and it definitely has an impact. I was joking. Sadly, it's not a joke, and it's very real. The term microplastics refers to minuscule pieces of plastic that are no more than five millimeters in length. Can I get that in inches? I'll put it in food terms. Microplastics are no bigger than a sesame seed. Wait, how am I supposed to see that? Where do I look for them? 
That's a good question because microplastics have a lot of hiding places. Also, there's a subclass of microplastics. A subclass? That means there's another type of microplastic called microbeads. What makes microbeads different from regular microplastics? They're just a smaller version of microplastics, averaging at only one millimeter in size. That's so tiny. Exactly. And even we can't avoid them. Imagine how hard of a time ocean animals have. Sea animals? Yep. The microplastics often end up in the water, which then leads to the sea where a lot of marine animals are just waiting for lunch. I can't imagine that that's healthy for them. Yeah, I agree. Any other hiding places? Yeah, microplastics can also appear in personal care items like beauty products and toothpaste and have for the past 50 years. Many consumers, however, are unaware of it. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Since the 1950s, humans have produced more than 8 billion tons of plastic, less than 10% of which has been recycled. By 2050, we might end up with more plastic than fish. Can we say heavy footprint? It also takes 1,000 years for plastic to break down. We have only invented plastic in 1907, and it's now 2020. All the plastic that's ever been used is still on now. That's a lot of plastic. Yep. Plastic was invented only 70 years after the Industrial Revolution ended, which is when our consumerism as humans peaked at an all-time high. Yay. There's a lot of plastic on Earth. Man, how do we do this to ourselves? That's a whole other story. So how exactly are plastics made? Well, there are two types of plastic, synthetic and bio-based. Synthetic plastic is made from a material such as crude oil, coal, or natural gases. Bio-based plastics, also called bioplastics, are created from more environmentally friendly, renewable materials like vegetable oil or cornstarch. Unfortunately, plastics are more often synthetic than bio-based. So how exactly are these synthetic plastics made? Well, essentially, the raw materials like crude oil are taken from the earth and transformed into petroleum products through a really long, complicated process involving heat. Then they're blended with other materials to create plastics. However, synthetic plastics actually create a lot of issues. The raw materials used to make them will eventually run out, and they also aren't biodegradable, which means they don't break down naturally. So plastic has begun to fill up landfills and appear in other places like the ocean. So now let's talk about some more eco-friendly plastic options. Polylactic acid, also known as PLA, is a common bio-based plastic. One of the main ingredients in this plastic is cornstarch, and these plastics are good because they produce less greenhouse gas emissions than synthetic plastics. Bioplastics also don't release CO2, carbon dioxide, when they break down, which is common with regular plastics. And those are two simple reasons why bioplastics are more eco-friendly than synthetic plastics. Okay, so that's how plastic is born, but is there a way to avoid the microplastics, at least? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. One way to avoid creating microplastics is that you could buy more eco-friendly products that aren't made out of microfiber and produce zero waste. Okay, but what about the things that aren't zero waste and I already have? Well, since it comes from big plastic breaking into smaller pieces, the best way to avoid microplastics would be to avoid plastic as best you can. Got any tips? <laughs> Now, it may feel like it's impossible to reach zero waste in regards to plastic, but nothing could be further from the truth. People like Beth Terry, after seeing photos of dead and plastic-filled seabirds, they're finding a way to free their lives from their dependence on plastics. 
People like that are inspirations, with their large leaps of faith. However, we must remember that many small steps together have just as much impact as the large ones. Take a moment to examine your surroundings. How many items do you see which are made of or with plastic? Most likely, there's a lot. For someone who wants to make a difference, this might seem stressful and overwhelming. Don't give up. All it takes is some creativity and effort and a passion for taking care of the environment that you live in. Let's go over some useful techniques for limiting the plastic in your life. To start, what will happen with all of the to-go boxes you just got from your favorite restaurant? Normally, you would throw these away without another thought. It's convenient. However, instead of adding these to the landfill, why not break the habit and wash those containers to reuse them? With this mentality, you may begin to see the potential of many plastic items that you would normally throw away. Many items we don't give a second thought can be reused or repurposed. For example, single-use silverware. It's extremely convenient to use, and even more so to throw away when you're done. Don't do it. Take the extra second to wash and even store them away for future situations. Not only will this save you some money, but it will cut down on a huge plastic pollutant. Another way to reduce plastic waste is art. Across the world, people are finding ways to put an environmental spin on their hobbies. For example, making murals with bottle caps, knitting with plarn, or even using yogurt cups to mix paint in. Begin to look around your home and at your plastic items with a new pair of eyes. Tackle the noble and often challenging task of keeping your plastic out of the landfill and the environment. If you do not feel like you can or don't want to eliminate plastic from your life entirely, that's okay, but never feel like you cannot contribute to this fight. Consider every reduction you make, such as washing a plastic Ziploc bag and keeping them out of your garbage, a major accomplishment. To quote the words of Dr. Seuss, a step is a step, no matter how small. As time goes on, you may find yourself taking another step, then another, and another. Just remember that the first leap of faith is by far the most important. So, what about the next step? Finding ways to deal with the plastic already in your home is great, but what about keeping more plastic from coming in? Many of the answers to this question are actually quite simple. Although they may not be as convenient, at the end of the day, they're all worth it. Consider carrying a reusable straw, water bottle, and or grocery bag. Simply using such items you can keep in your car and or handbag are great ways to stop the growth of your plastic footprint. Also, when shopping for everyday items, be mindful as to what they are packaged in. For example, buy bars of soap and shampoo instead of the products in a plastic bottle, or buy toilet paper actually packaged in paper. Those are only two of many possible examples, so the next time you are in a store, keep an eye out. Be a smart consumer, pay close attention to plastic packaging and whether or not there are any alternatives. With that in mind, what about food? These days, it seems like all of our food items, from meat to berries to St. Patrick's Day Oreos with bright green dye, are all packaged with some sort of plastic. The best solution to this dilemma is to research local farms in your community. Purchasing food from these local producers can have a wide range of benefits. Not only are you cutting down on your plastic packaging intake, more often than not, food from these local farms is actually fresher and healthier. On top of that, you would be supporting members of your community in a very tough business. Being a mindful consumer is the surest way to keep plastic from flooding your life. 
And finally, it may be encouraging to hear that you are not the only one fighting against the excessive use of plastic. Along with many other people like you, some corporations are joining the fray as well. For example, the company Loop is working to recycle many different types of plastic, such as plastic bottles and even carpets, by using groundbreaking technology. In addition, there's an organization in Cincinnati called Earth Connection, which makes benches out of recycled plastic bottle caps. Besides these, there are other companies and organizations that are not only trying to fight plastic themselves, but are also endeavoring to educate the general public about this issue. Some of these establishments include nature centers and even zoos. In fact, we had the opportunity to speak with Thane Maynard, the director of the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden, to learn more about the zoo's role in plastic conservation. Check out part two of this episode to hear the interview. It's time to get the truth out there. The planet needs a jumbo-sized band-aid, and you know what? The best one out there would be if we all jumped on the conservation bandwagon together. It's going to change your life. I get it, I really do. We probably won't get a shiny prize for reducing the plastic in our life, and being environmentally friendly can be a thankless job. So we, the people behind this podcast, are saying thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and thank you if you employ any of these methods. You are awesome, you matter, and you can save the world. But I will serve up a fact. We need more than I or me. We need a lot of people. I know saving the world may sound cliche, overdone, or too big, but you know what? I think it's worth the fight. For me, saving our world is worth it because I think our world is worth saving. It warms my heart to think that when we save the world, when our grandchildren see the sequoia trees, great barrier reef, or a cardinal on a budding branch, they'll think of us. When we save the world, in 20 years, our ocean will be healthy and thriving instead of just surviving. When we save the world, our planet will not only be the beautiful one that we have grown up in, but better. I think that sounds awesome, because moving to Mars might be cool one day, but I will always have a soft spot for Earth. The pre-sense of plastic on our lives are indeed very real. Its influence is stretching from economy to the environment, to us. Yet armed with the universal impact of you, change is still possible. Ah.